You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm El Sacco with fresh off the training camp, Brian Reddick, and I yeah. can't wait to talk to him about that. But Brian, before we get into what you saw at training camp, and obviously we're going to talk about quarterbacks and everything else, <laughs> the news to me, I think the big news, maybe it's not huge news because I think everyone feels like Nick Bosa and the 49ers are going to come to an agreement at some point. But the news right now to me, I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it is that he's not there. It was said in the press conference with Shanahan and Lynch. He's not here. He's not going to be here until the contract's done, which no one in their right mind would expect him to do that. He's not going to go on the field and risk injury with all the money he has coming. But I was thinking about this and I'm like, why isn't this done? What could the sticking points be? Here's what I think. And this is just speculation, but, but here's what I think. Nick Bosa and his camp, probably want him to be the highest paid defensive player in the league. And and he is worth every penny of it. Now, if you look at the contracts, what contracts are we comparing? The two I thought were the two highest for defensive players, Aaron Donald and TJ Watt. So Aaron Donald, and I'm going off a spot rack here for the for the numbers, he had a three-year $95 million contract that's about $31.5 million a year in the total guarantee said 95 million. So it looks like that's a guaranteed deal for him. TJ Watt signed a four year, $112 million deal. And his average salary is 28 million. And he had 80 million guaranteed at signing. So what I, what the way I look at this is Bosa's camp is probably saying to the 49ers, we want Aaron Donald money or more. I thought what I thought it would be, would be four years, 135 million and a hundred million in guarantees. I don't know if he's trying to get a fully guaranteed contract, but I think the hundred million in guarantees takes him over Donald. That would get it done. I, as far as I can, I don't know my estimation, but TJ Watts deal would come in 80 million guaranteed. So are the Niners saying to Nick Bosa's camp, we're going to put you in the middle of Donald and, and, and Watt. Aaron Donald won a Super Bowl. Aaron Donald, whatever, I don't know, whatever they would say for to yeah. get work. I mean, you know, defensive Nick Bosa is a defensive player of the year. So you can't take a lot of things away from Nick Bosa. But they're maybe they're saying, okay, we're going to give you 88 guaranteed. And his camp's going, nope, we want at least over Aaron Donald. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that I could see that would be a sticking point. Because if not, why the hell is the most important player on your team? Why is this contract not done? What, yeah. What do you think? Um, you know, I think there's a, there's a couple of things, you know, one, we, we were talking off air before this and, uh, I know that you and, and, and our fearless leader, David Bonilla 
uh, both talked about how this is kind of something that we haven't really talked about enough that possibly this is, this is something that isn't getting enough publicity because it should be a no brainer, right? Like he should, mm -hmm. they should have already extended him he, and he should be in camp. Like there's no way that they're not going to. Um, but we also looked up <clears throat> really the, the three homegrown players that the 49ers have signed to big money extensions. And that would be Fred Warner, George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Um, or I, I should say Kittle was first and then Warner and then Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at the dates of when those were signed, Kittle signed his extension in, on August 14th uh, when it when he was signed. Uh, Debo signed his August 1st and then Fred Warner signed his July 22nd. So we're really still in that window, right? From July 22nd to August 14th. Uh, we are recording this on July 28th. So we're still in that window. But one of the things that I think is interesting about <clears throat> the question of why isn't this done and, and what do we think that what do we think that Bosa's camp wants? It it comes down to this. There's really two factors in every in every contract. And it's do you want the most guaranteed money or do you want the highest average annual value? Right. And and I don't think I don't think any I don't think any player is gonna be able to get both, right? So what what is more important to to Bosa? And and I would say this if if they are hesitant to give him Donald money, I would argue that the reason being is because one thing that Aaron Donald has not been is injured ever. He has not missed time with the Rams or at least significant time that I can recall. I could be wrong there, but I don't believe that he has. And obviously Bosa missed the 2020 season with his, with his ACL came back, been incredible since then. Hasn't really missed time since then. But he also had injuries in college as well. He had that mm -hmm. uh, that torn abductor muscle uh, it, at at Ohio State. He also tore an ACL, I believe, in in high school, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's got a bit of an injury history. And so my I, I'm wondering if perhaps the sticking point is guaranteed money versus average annual value, because average annual value. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, it's an inflated number anyway. It doesn't sure. really. Sure. It doesn't really matter. That is, that is, I think agents prefer the higher average annual value than the guaranteed money because, again, it, it just makes it look like, hey, I negotiated this deal. This is the highest deal that's ever been negotiated. Look at this average annual value. When in reality, you know, they don't actually see, like Donald doesn't actually see $31.5 million a year. That's just what the average annual value is of his extension along with the contract that he already had. And so that's the, you know, because Bosa, Bosa still has one more year left. Right. And that part, mm -hmm. this is going to be an extension, which means that fifth year is a part of the calculation when it comes to average annual value and all of that. And so I, I have to wonder if the sticking point is, is guaranteed money. And, and if it is, I mean, you said Donald, that three-year extension was ninety-five million, and that was all yeah. guaranteed, right? Yeah, according to Spotrac. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine if 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 I'm Nick Bosa's agent, I'm going in and saying, "Listen, go five years, guarantee me a hundred million dollars, and then mm -hmm. we could we can inflate this average annual value to whatever we want. Doesn't matter, right? Right. But give us that give us that that higher guaranteed money, right? Make that the benchmark." And then you, because the average annual value, it's, it's funny money, right? Like you yeah. could, you could make it whatever you want. And so, and, and I think, 
if, if I'm the 49ers, I'm also trying to go five years at least uh, because it, that helps my, that helps my cap. So I, I have no, I have no fears that it's not going to get done. And the other thing is, and I, I, I want to choose my words here carefully because I love Debo. I am not at all concerned about what Nick Bosa is going to look like when he finally gets to camp. He's going to be in incredible shape. He's mm-hmm. going to be ready to hit the ground running uh, because that's just who he is as a person. He's a, a freak when it comes to his 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 nutrition, his training, his his offseason, all of it, right? So it'll get done. And and I think I think in the end, I would imagine that what he comes away with might not be the highest average annual value, but I think he'll get the most guaranteed. And I would imagine that that's probably around $100 million. And Aaron Donald, I'm looking at this now, he's a seven-time first-team All-Pro. He's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, He won the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, he's played longer than Bosa, but Bosa's a yeah. one-time first-team All-Pro. Uh, he also won the Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he's a, he's a one-time Defensive Player of the Year. So again, not that it's taking anything away from Bosa, but if you're having a contract discussion, Right, and you're trying to make a point of why we don't pay have to pay you as much as this guy. Those are the things that may get thrown, and, and that's fair. Into the, yeah, he's won yeah. the defense player of the award three times. He's a seven time first team All Pro. I mean, you know, Aaron Donald's one of the best defense players ever. Yeah. So, but where we are on this, I think, is anybody who's a great player like this, when their contract comes up, they usually reset the market, right? Yeah. And if the Niners, and I'm not saying they were thinking anything different, I, I don't know what the sticky points are here. But if the Niners were thinking anything different, they're nuts they were going to have to pay him more than Aaron yes. Donald. And if it comes out less than Aaron Donald, I'll, I'll eat my words, I guess, but I'll be shocked if it does. They're they're going to have to make it, like you said, whether it's guaranteed money or whatever it is, that, hey, you're the best defensive, we feel like you're the best defensive player in the league. We're paying you like you're the best defensive player in the league. They're going to have to pay him quarterback money. And yeah. again, we all feel as if this is going to happen, but yeah, it just, it kind of, they mentioned it in the presser and then it kind of all got swept under the rug. Like, all right, yeah, he'll be in soon. Don't worry about it. And I think he will be too. And you you gave those dates, but yeah, Kittle Kittle wasn't holding out. And Debo came right. back and he was holding in or whatever, but he was out of shape and he didn't have yep. a good year. And yep. I think, yeah, Nick Bose is a machine. I don't think for a second he's gonna be out of shape. Yep. But if this lingers into mid-August, late August, we've seen people Could have an effect, yeah. We, yeah, we've seen people tweak hamstrings. We've just seen little things like that. I'm not saying he's gonna come in and have a terrible year or he's gonna come in and, and get majorly injured but what if he tweaks something and he misses four weeks and you're trying to get a number one seat it's it's things like that so i just i just wish with the importance of nick bosa even with the other guys they could have got away without debo for a little while they could have got away without kittle for a little while these guys have been hurt and and they have been fine with them yeah they really can't get away without nick bosa they really can't especially when we've talked about the lack of depth on, on the edges without him they need him in there and they need the contract and we're not trying to be doomsday with this. We He's going to get in. It may be in the next couple of days. I've just kind of been like, everybody was just kind of like, oh, okay, man. Yeah, he'll get there. But it could have ramifications if it lingers. And I think all the fans are with us right now. Just just get it done. Get it done. Yeah. And like you said, and, and speaking of quarterback money, like you said, there's no, I have no qualms with him not being there right now. And the reason I have no qualms with him being right there or not being there right now is evidenced by what happened yesterday with Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow is trying to negotiate his extension. Justin Herbert just signed his record breaking contract, just a massive, massive deal. Um, 
Joe Burrow got carted off the field yesterday with a non-contact injury. Now, they said it was a calf strain. I don't know if you watched that video. It did. That certainly looks m- like more than just a calf strain. It looks and, scary. It did look and, scary. And what it looks like legitimately is, is an Achilles tear, is what it looks like. Because the way that he steps and then immediately his weight is off it, and then his foot kind of dangles the wrong direction um, when he lifts it up off the ground. And a lot of times, I, I, I have a buddy who tore both Achilles. He tore one, got it fixed, and then like a year later tore the other one. Uh, I've talked to people who've torn their Achilles, and, and they basically say like, it just feels like you get kicked in the back of the calf. Like, mm. especially, especially a lot of, a lot of it happens playing basketball and they're like, someone landed on the back of my leg. That's what it feels like. And you watch that video and the way that he comes up lame, you're like, oof. And it was also the same leg that had, that he had his, his knee injury. Now there, I don't think it's a knee injury, but I don't know, man, it looks more than just a calf strain, but we'll see. But that's a perfect example of why players hold out from camp when they're trying to negotiate their extension. Imagine you're Joe Burrow, right? He he absolutely deserves a higher contract than Justin Herbert. Just, Not absolutely. because Justin Herbert isn't good, but because Burrow has accomplished more than Justin Burrow has. Or Justin Burrow. Herbert. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Um and so yeah, I have I have no problem with with Bosa not being there and I don't even think the 49ers have a problem with him not being there. I think they understand the situation. I think everyone there is being an adult in the room and and they're just trying to get it hammered out. But I know uh, Rob Guerrera of mm-hmm. uh, his own podcast network now um, tweeted yesterday. He was like, someone said, you know, do you think they're close? And his response was, it sounds like they're not, they're not anywhere close. And so yeah. I hope Same. that's I, not I the case, but that that one that that concerns me a tad if they're not close at on July 28th because there shouldn't be a reason why you're not close right right that's you that's should, the thing that kind yeah. of gets to me about it is not that it gets uh, maybe it does get to me a little bit because again I'm I'm all in right everybody's all in this year for the super yeah. bowl like you've had a long time you, you kind of knew what it was going to be right why is there this disconnect We'll, we'll see. We'll see when the final numbers come out. We'll see what he ends up at in everything. It's it, it will get done, but it's just, yeah, it seemed a little bit like this is the one dude you don't want to mess with. No. He might really be the most important player on your team. That's crazy to say over a quarterback, but considering the Niners kind of have system guys who are an extension of Kyle Shanahan, Bosa might be the most important yeah. dude. So sure. you got to get him in there. I was just a little bit taken and I said, I said a couple days before camp, I tweet, I'm going to tweet it out. Like, this has got to happen soon, right? Like, am I the it only one thinking, like, why have we not heard this yet? And some people are, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, okay, maybe it will be eventually. But I thought this was going to be done. We're going to pull up the camp and they were going to announce it type thing. Like, there's no way you're going to let Nick Bosa linger. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to be doomsday with it. I'm just, I guess I'm a little surprised. Yeah, there's a handful of, of dudes in the NFL that aren't quarterbacks where like a contract extension is like, well, yeah, obviously, because they're the, you know, they're one of the best players in the NFL. So the fact that, again, 
and the and here's and and this is what the 49ers are though you know when it comes to Prague Marate they they are very much they do what they can to make the deals as team friendly as possible and that eventually is going to maybe come back to bite you in the ass because there are some guys like a Nick Bosa or a Trent Williams <clears throat> where they're not going to sign a team friendly deal because they don't need to <laughs> you know they are the right. best at what they do and you know Williams Williams had to use the Chiefs as leverage to finally get the 49ers to to do what they needed to do mm. Bosa doesn't have leverage outside of then I'm just not showing up so yeah we'll see I I just I I I'm hard-pressed to think that it doesn't get done um I think it just is a matter of and and maybe maybe time frame right at the farther you get into camp is is the is you know is the tipping point but yeah I they need to be close <laughs> they need to be closer and and, and, and it sounds like they're not so Brian, you were at camp yesterday, and yes. I, I, again, I'm logistically challenged, so I, I don't have that that luxury. But I'm really interested to get your opinion on what you saw, and, and I, I want to ask about the quarterbacks because you see all these things. I love, I love reading stats as much as the next person. I, mm-hmm. I love the camp reports. Um, I like reading about people said and think and, and what they saw. I like it. I read all different kinds of opinions, and they're usually varying opinions. Yep. But <laughs> the emphasis that we place on completions and completion percentage in camp is ridiculous to me. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And I think I see those numbers. And I take them with an absolute grain of salt. I, I I do not care. I do not care. But just in terms of what you saw in terms of who looked good mm-hmm. in the pocket, how pretty looked throwing the ball, like just what, what were your takes on, on what you saw? Yeah. So obviously stats always have context behind them and, and people, especially in on social media tend to tend to forget that or, or, or tend to put way too much stock in, in just the stats. Like you said, mm-hmm. I'll be perfectly honest. I tweeted it out yesterday and, and I stand by it today. The best quarterback at camp yesterday was Sam Darnold. He just was mm-hmm. um, now <clears throat> that being said, what I thought was most interesting about yesterday at camp and you know, they have, they'll have practice again today. Uh, I believe Purdy will practice because they are uh i believe the the restriction that they put on is two days on one day off from from throwing mm-hmm. and uh, and i'm sure that will ramp up as the as as training camp progresses but purdy didn't participate in team drills on wednesday which was the first day of camp so yesterday was his first day participating in team drills being dressed being out there with the team he took all of the first team reps. Nobody else took a first team rep at quarterback besides Brock Purdy. And then Trey Lance and Sam Darnold split the second team reps. And then Brandon Ellen got all of the third team reps. And uh, I was, I was excited. I, <laughs> so when you, when you go to training camp at, at Levi's, you park in the red lot, which is the parking lot right in front of the stadium. And you go, you park, you go in through security and then you get in line and they, and they have these little shuttles that take you around the back of the stadium to the, the, the practice fields. And so I boarded my little shuttle and right there in front was Brad Graham, the SF Niners. And I was like, sweet. Uh, you know, I got to know Brad a little bit over the past few years, hung Mm -hmm. out a few times down there. So that was awesome. And then, uh, also once we got in there, 
uh, saw Ted from Ted Talks Ball, uh, sat with us, and then Rohan, the boy wonder from 49ers Web Zone. So uh, it was the the four of us up there. Oh, and also uh, RSF Niners, if you guys follow that Twitter account, um, uh, was there as well. So it was the, what was that? One, two, three, five of us, the five of us. In fact, uh, I watched, I was on TikTok last night and the, I follow the 49ers account and they had a camp video up there. And I'm watching and I see uh, the play where Sam Womack almost comes up with an interception off of Trey Lance. And I look in the stands and you can see the five of us just standing at the top of our bleacher watching. So I was like, yeah, we made the 49ers TikTok account. But um, it was I remember talking to Rohan and Brad because I was sitting between them and I was like, it's so it the most interesting thing to me is that they are splitting second team reps with Darnold and Lance and Allen is getting all of the third team reps, which means that Allen actually had more plays than mm-hmm. Lance and Darnold did, which just doesn't, it's, it's, it was odd to me. It was just, it is it was just an interesting. It was an interesting thing to note. Um, but with that being said, obviously Purdy is going to be rusty. This is mm-hmm. his first practice back. What what was most important was to see what did his ball look like? Did it does it look like he he has lost arm strength? Does it look like he's lost velocity? And the the overwhelming thought there is absolutely not. Um, he looked great in terms of arm strength, which again, like I said, to me is the most important the most important yep. thing. Yep. He was in warmups. He was throwing you know 45, 50 yards during warmups. And then in team drills, he had two deep throws that he went for uh, and he overshot both of them. So not, I mean, do you want him to complete it? Sure. But again, when you're looking for arm strength, that's a great indication. But to me, the one that was most impressive was a throw over the middle of the Brandon Ayuk. It was probably a a 15 yard uh, throw, but absolute frozen rope right to him. And, and, and put it in a place where only only IU could get it. And IU did. And so the concerns in terms of arm strength, uh, I think, have been answered, at least in this first practice. Now, we have no idea how his arm feels today. And if it's not feeling great, I'm sure we won't know that. But right. we don't we don't know how his arm feels today. Um, but from what we know and what we can see, I, I think the I don't think there's concern there. So then it became all right. So how are these guys playing? And again, of the three, not including Brandon Allen, so Darnold, Lance, and Purdy. Darnold looked the best yesterday. He was decisive. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he made the right reads. He was the only one that didn't throw an absolute what the hell are you doing throw uh lance did and almost got intercepted by sammy womack if demetrius flanagan Foles didn't tip it it would have been intercepted by womack because womack ran the route better than the receiver did so again why are you throwing it there and then the same with uh the same with with purdy that interception that purdy threw that tayshawn gibson was it was a pick six tayshawn gibson picked it off threw it directly to tayshawn gibson and the receiver was double covered so, again, just a, a poor decision. 
Um, and then Lance's was a poor decision. And then Lance had a few errant throws um, and didn't really push the ball down the field, which I thought was interesting. But somebody made a good point. One of the things, one of the biggest knocks on Lance by either people on social media or even some beat writers or people in the in in NFL media was his short to intermediate game. And it, it certainly looks like he's focusing on that in his reps because like I said, he is not he was not pushing the ball downfield. But at the same time, none of the plays that he had, none of the routes were going deep. So that could also be something that the coaching staff is is focused on as well. Wants him to work on. And that's yeah. and that's why these numbers are crazy because you don't know what the plan is right. coming in. You don't know what they're trying to do. So if somebody goes five to six and they're like, oh, well, they're all dump offs. Maybe that's what the coaches wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what they're, what they're working on. It's practice. They're right. working on things. Right. It's You're not going out there and trying to put up 35 points and win a game. You're working on things. Yeah. So like you mentioned, you do want to see you know, who looks good and what they're working on. But the right. notion that these numbers mean anything is just, just they do insane. not. <laughs> they the, do not I, at all. The big <laughs> takeaway was all we wanted to see what his Brock's arm look like. Yep. Looked, and it looked really great. good. I saw it too. It looked, it looked strong. Mm -hmm. And now we see, like you said, how is it going to recover? That we don't know. But I didn't expect anybody expecting him to come in. He hasn't played football since January. Expecting him to come in and light it up. Come, come on. It's right. going to take some time. Now I'm thankful that we're going through this in late July instead of late August, if that's when he exactly, exactly, season, they can get through these kinks. But like you said, he took all the first team reps. He's QB one, unless he takes plays himself out of that. Yeah. Cause the way it looks like the other guys are playing just who they are. It doesn't look like they're going to take this huge jump overnight and say, Whoa, they're just way better than Brock. It looks like this is Brock's job to lose rather than anybody else can compete with him. That's the way it seems to me. But the Brandon Allen that. thing is, well, it's not bizarre because this is what I've been thinking since they signed him. But I guess I didn't think they were going to give him this many reps. Brandon Allen was signed, I believe, to be on this team. The loser of Darnold and Lance will probably get dealt. That's I could be wrong. But the yeah. notion that this team, oh, we got to have four quarterbacks. No, you don't. Last year was, I know they have injury issues at quarterbacks, but going through four is a fluky thing. No other team in the, ever anywhere thinks like that, that we need four QBs to get through the season. They're going to get rid of either Donald or Lance at some point. I really think that's going to happen. And Brandon Allen's the third string QB. We've talked about this in nauseum. He was the backup to Joe Burrow. He's going to come here and, and be on the practice squad. He can probably be a backup any on, on half the teams in the league. So well, hey, with this with this Burrow injury, maybe maybe he's the maybe one maybe he goes back. Who knows, right? But <laughs> yeah, we have to let this play out. Yeah. Again, we've just been talking about it at nauseum, but the Lance stuff, it's frustrating for me. And Maybe Trey Lance will be a great quarterback. Maybe he's a bust. Yeah. Maybe he's somewhere in between. But what's frustrating for me is, is just, especially coming into this year, he's not, doesn't even look like he's being given a chance to compete, really, for the starter. It looks like he, it's a done deal. Yeah. And like, hey, now you're, now you're going to split reps with this guy who is a bust, even though Kyle Shannon thinks he can, he yeah. can be a reclamation project. And then maybe this other guy has been a career backup too. I just don't have, what have they seen that have, they can talk him up all they want to. The proof is what you see on the field. He's competing to be like a two, three 
They traded multiple first round picks for him to go up to number three two years ago. It's just such yeah. a bizarre situation in how they're handling it. It's yeah. bizarre. Speaking of speaking of Kyle Shanahan and his views on Sam Darnold, did you see that quote that he had about Darnold and Steve Young? <laughs> yeah, do you have that? Do you have that in front of you for the people? Who are I don't have it in front of me, but the gist of the of the comment was, you know, it took Steve Young a long time before he became Steve Young. Like, you know, maybe Sam Darnold it, can do the same thing, and it was like, yikes, that's putting a yeah. lot of pressure on Sam. Like, that's undue pressure on Sam. You don't you don't invoke the name of Steve Young as the coach of the 49ers. If you were the coach of another team and you wanted to bring up Steve Young, sure, whatever. Right. But you can't you can't bring up Montana and Young. And that's what's that's what's been happening last year. And now here. Right. Where they started bringing up Montana with Purdy. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, let's pump the brakes. But yeah, you know, and and. Shanahan even said we could possibly carry four quarterbacks. And I'm like, that is nonsense. You are not carrying four quarterbacks. Do teams that. don't even carry three quarterbacks. I know this team is going to, but teams rarely carry three. It's the starter, the backup, and then you got a guy on the practice squad. And the reason you don't is because you have a limited number of players that you can have on your roster. It's 53, right? And if you're carrying four quarterbacks, that means that you are losing either a defensive back, a defensive lineman, or an offensive lineman. And the way that those the, the, those positions get injured way more than the quarterback position gets injured, you're really hamstringing yourself. So no, that's nonsense. They are not going to carry four quarterbacks. They are going to carry three, though, because of what happened last year. And that already gives them constraints that is going to make it more difficult to put together a more complete roster than they had even last year. So yeah, they're not carrying four. And I think you're right. I think whoever, whoever loses Darnold and, and Lance, I think they will look to deal that, that player. Now I said it, I think, I think with Zane last week, if the 49ers trade Trey Lance, they save, oh, man, no, maybe I tweeted it. Either way, if they trade Trey Lance, and again, they need somebody to trade for him, so there is that. But if they do trade him, they save about $3.8 million on the cap this season, which for a team that is cash-strapped or cap-strapped, if you will, that's a big deal. And so, you know, I, I don't, lots of people want to poo-poo that idea, again, because of who Lance is, because of what they gave up to acquire him, you know, the, his draft pedigree, all of that. But at a certain point, you got to see the writing on the wall that this team does not seem, despite what they're saying in the media, this team doesn't look like they believe very much in Trey Lance anymore. No, not, And I'm not saying that he's not liked. I'm not saying that the players don't like him. I'm not saying the players don't respect him in that locker room. I'm not even saying that Shanahan doesn't like Trey. But lip service Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything when he's splitting reps, second team reps with Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen is getting all of the third team reps. You don't think that you don't think that those extra third team reps would be good for him, right? Like 
You don't think that Trey Lance would would benefit from as many reps as you can give him? That's what he needs. And if they're invested in him, why are they not giving them to him? Right. If they're that invested. And I always, if look at this 49ers to be situation, take your red and gold colored glasses off. Right. Pretend this is the Falcons. Pretend it's the Titans and just pick up the 49ers quarterbacks and move them to that team. You'd look at it and say, oh, this Lance dude ain't going to be around. They, They don't like him. Like yeah. they give up all this, all this stuff to get him. And now he's fighting with Sam Darnold and maybe Brandon Allen. There's something off there. So a lot of people like, I like him too. I still am. I'm rooting for Trey Lance. Like I, l- I love the kid. I yeah. loved him coming out of college. Yeah. I thought it would take a while, but like, I loved him coming out of college. There yeah. were a lot of people like, Oh God, he looks fantastic. He looks ready now. And I got, I got caught up in some hype there because again, when you really go back and look at it, how the hell do you ever expect this kid to be ready with how green he was right with how inexperienced he was, he needed time, but it's just bizarre the way that it's really not, it is. He's not getting treated well. And listen, this regime has done a lot of things, right? They've been a tremendous, tremendous. They're one of the best teams and rosters in the league, but you can still be really good at a lot of things and still screw up other things. Everybody in every walk of life does that. No one's perfect. And the way that they've handled the quarterback is there's been a lot of head scratching stuff, man. And this is just another one. And I like Purdy. I think Purdy can be an extension of Shanahan. And I think that's what Shanahan sees in him. And I think he can be very successful on this team. I think Lance's ceiling is super high, Mm -hmm. but it's going to take a while. But they don't seem like they give a shit. They seem right now like they're like, you know what? If he's good on the, again, whatever, the Falcons in three years, we don't care. We're worried about the next year or two. And that's and that's where I've always said that seems short-sighted, right? Like, what is the what is the we talk about windows and we've talked about this, right? And and they seem so focused on winning a Super Bowl right now in this window with these players. And it's like I like I I understand that. Like I would love to see George Kittle win a Super Bowl. I would love to see Trent Williams win a Super Bowl. You know, I would love to see Fred Warner win a Super Bowl, although I don't think he's part of the same category as Kittle and 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 Williams like a hundred percent. I would love to see that. But, but as a fan of, of the 49ers, right. Not a fan of Trent Williams and George Kittle, a -hmm. fan of the team. What is the, what is the easiest way to have a super bowl window for your franchise is to have a franchise quarterback. And it seems like they are sacrificing Trey Lance's development for the sake of trying to win a Super Bowl this year or next year. Well, that's, that's where, what they're doing. Right, that's right. <laughs> that's that's what, what, like yeah, that is correct. And that's and that's where it's like as a fan, to me, that's frustrating. Because mm-hmm. do I want to see the 49ers win a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Right. It's been 25 years since since they have. Um, but as a fan. I am more concerned with my team being competitive for a Super Bowl every season mm-hmm. than like doing what the Rams did and going all in, getting a Super Bowl, and now being quite literally a friggin' dumpster fire because yeah. you know they they had to get they had they're in cap hell. So I I don't I think it was a mistake to draft Trey Lance, not because of who Trey Lance is. But because of the of the mindset that the team had, which was, we are we need to win now. Mm-hmm. Then don't draft a the most green quarterback prospect we've seen 
in, in a seen. very long time. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, but like I said, I love the kid and, and I, I would love to see him develop and get his opportunity with the 49ers, but that does not seem to be the case. So what I hope, what I actually hope now, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm this off season up until probably the last two weeks, I've been very vocal about hoping for Trey Lance to get a shot and, 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 you know, talking about why, why don't you just start Purdy on the pup? Well, it's obvious that Purdy's ready. Okay. So that changes mm -hmm. things. So yep. there's, to me, there's no chance that, that Lance is going to be able to win the starting job. So I would love to see him go somewhere where he can develop and then can compete for that. And so my dream scenario is that my guy down in South beach, Mike McDaniel calls up Kyle and is like, listen, Kyle, we'll give you a conditional second round pick, right? Mm -hmm. uh, send me Trey, right? We're not convinced that Tua can make it through a season. And we're not convinced that, you know, we can invest in him long-term because of his injury history, right? Like the guy is one concussion away from probably needing to retire. Why don't you go get Trey Lance? Imagine Trey Lance. Imagine that offense. Mm -hmm. Right. Imagine that offense with a uh, with Trey Lance, who's a threat to run the ball, not like we thought he could be, but a threat to run the ball. But just how like just deep balls to, to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Right. Just that bazooka that just whoop. I think he'd be incredible down there. So that's my new that's my new social media campaign. <laughs> get that, get Trey Lance uh, to Miami. And I'll tell you what, I will I will 100 percent. 100% by a Trey Lance Miami Dolphins jersey. Could you imagine if we're in December and Sam Darnold starting for the 49ers and they're like, I don't know, eight and five and like kind of muddling their way along with the season and Trey Lance's uh, two is hurt and Lance is in Miami just throwing bombs to Tyreek Hill and Dylan. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? Oh my God. 49ers Twitter would burn down. People would lose their yep. minds. I can't, yep. even, I can't even process that right now. But, but <laughs> I'm going to say this. There's, this this season's going to be really really interesting and it's going to be yeah. fun we're going to see a team that like you said is all in to win now with a quarterback room that we're like what the hell is going on and again when this is something like we've never seen before even no. with the harbaugh years alex yeah. smith was like that steady kind of dude and then kaepernick was kaepernick you mm -hmm. know we knew that you know that you could he was a little <laughs> unconventional but you knew you were going to be able to win with him and you knew he was the starter he played you know two straight years without 16 games yeah. But this team, we don't really know. Purdy's a QB one. Is his arm going to hold up the whole year? Is he going to continue what he did last year? We think and we hope on both. Is Lance even going to be around? Is Lance going to take that next step? Is Sam Darnold the quarterback of an all-in team trying to win the Super Bowl? It's crazy. It's just crazy. So, again, I, I'm super excited and, and I feel good <laughs> about that. I'm optimistic. But there's yeah. a part of me in the back of my head that's like, it's December and Sam Darnold starting and we're talking about the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just see what happens. But um, dude, never a dull moment with this team. Unbelievable. Never. Man. All right. Well, Bri, I'm glad football's back, dude. I'm glad you Me got too. Football. Me too. It smelled like football and it was beautiful. Yeah, it is. I just can't wait. Today today is what, July? We're recording this on July 28th. Yep. And I'm already thinking about like Oktoberfests and like pumpkin beers. <laughs> and, 
I'm one of the few people in the world I think who like pumpkin beers, but like, and just sitting on my couch and just doing the football thing. And I just, I just can't wait. So, um, summer be yes. damned. I want the season. That's right. Finish, that's right. All right. Well, and especially for you and your Yankees right now, like that's, that's been a disappointment. Yeah. Don't me. even get me started on that dumpster fire <laughs> of an organization. <laughs> Give me a break. Awful <laughs> joke of a team. Oh man. Started. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, yeah. For Brian, I'm out. Later. Nine zero three. One zero three. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 